Okay, we are up to Daf Nun Gimel Amid Beis. Let's just review. Um, you have Rav Meir. Rav Meir's shita is that if you're Magdish and Isha with Hegdish, if you did it B'Shoigig, if you did it uh, B'Shoigig, it, uh, the halacha is, the Mishnah says as follows, HaMagdish, B'Hegdish B'Mezid Kiddish, or B'Shoigig Loi Kiddish. It does not work B'Shoigig, it works B'Mezid. So we said, what's the reason? So we said yesterday, the reason is as follows. For Hegdish to work, it's Hashem. So how, does it, how is it yours? The answer is, when you profane it, and you're over Me'ila, you made it yours. Rav Meir Shita is that there is no Me'ila when you do an action B'Shoigig, because... It's a mekach meaning, if you did it on purpose, you profane, you use money from Hegdish. So if you know what you're doing, and she knows what you're doing, she did b'mezid, it profane the money, making the money uh, yours, yavr nisr, fine. But by shoigeg, remeir she is, it's a mekach The second she finds out about it, she's not happy about it, or you're not happy about it. So it's a mekach Because it's a mekach you're not over the semila. Nothing happened, it stayed holy. Okay, as we said yesterday. That was the Mahalach of, I believe, Rav Yechanan, to explain Rav Meir. Amir Rav. Rav has a different pr- approach. Rav says like this, Chazarnu al kol hatzadim Rav Meir. I've analyzed every sheet of Rav Meir in Shas. V'loi matzinu hegdish b'shoigig ein mischal, b'meizim mischal. I've never seen this. Meaning, that, that, that can't be. Rav Meir taka holds b'shoigig, it's also mischal. Really, b'shoigig, if you did, if you use hegdish accidentally, it's not a mekach and it is mischal. Okay, so how come Hegdish, so how come in our Mishnah, if you're Makdish and Isha, B'shoigeg, it doesn't work? If it's Mishalel, that means that it becomes yours. If it becomes yours, why does it not work? He says, Mishnah Seinu is B'kisaynes Kahuna Shalai Balu. Hayul v'nitnu lahanis behen, l'fishalai nitna tayril malach yasharis. He says, here's the rule of Rameir. Generally, if you take Hegdish and you use a B'shoigeg, Yoiver Nisr Me'ilah, you're mischalalit, you profane it, it becomes yours. And therefore, generally, if you're Magdish and Isha with Hegdish, it works. How come our Mishnah says it doesn't work? Our Mishnah is specifically talking about Big Day Kahuna. Big Day Kahuna is as follows. Now think about it. A Koyin, Rameir feels the only case where if you use Hegdish B'Shoigig, you're not over Me'ila, according to Rav, is Dafka with the Big Day Kahuna. Why? Because Big Day Kahuna, think about it, you're allowed to wear it throughout the day. Obviously, that's the avoda. You're supposed to wear it. And you're obviously comfortable and you're happy. So when would you be over me'ila? When your shift is up. And then instead of taking it off right away, you're like, I like it. I'm going to wear it. That's me'ila. Says our mayor. That's the one time there's no me'ila b'shoigig. Why? Something which you're allowed to use generally. And the Torah understands it's, it's impossible. It would be very, very difficult. Therefore, it's dafka with the big day kahuna that's still wearable. That if you do it b'shoigig, it's not me'ila. And therefore, it's not profane. That's the case of our Mishnah. So generally, if you take Hegdish B'Shoigig according to Rav Meir, says Rav, you are over this Emila. What our Mishnah says, you're not, because our Mishnah says, if you're Makdish and Isha B'Shoigig, it doesn't work. So how come, what's the case of our Mishnah? Our Mishnah is Dafke talking about a case of Big Day Kahuna, because Big Day Kahuna, which is something that you're allowed to benefit from under certain circumstances, the Torah feels, listen, it's too hard for, you know, we're not going to, we're going to waive the Isra Me'ila by Big Day Kahuna. So because they're going to waive the Isra Me'ila, means you didn't profane it, which means it's still Hashem's. If you try to be Magdish and Isha with Big Day Kahuna, it does not work. That's the one time Rameh 
Meir feels. So the case of the Mishnah where you makdish b'shoigig, it doesn't work, is dafka bikte kahuna. That's what Meir Shita. Says the Gemara, Tashima, let's, let's analyze this. Kisunas kahuna, shebalu, if you have clothing of the kahuna that are no longer wearable, mayilin bahem divra Meir. Meir says there's mila. Now that makes sense because it's not wearable anymore. My love, afiloi balu. Can we assume that Rav Meir would say the same thing if it's wearable? Meaning, the same way if it's not wearable, you're over me'ila, so too if it's wearable, you're also over me'ila, and this is not what we're saying. We're saying that if it's wearable, there is no Mr. Me'ila because the Torah, the Torah was not given to angels. The Torah understands it's too hard for a Kayin to have to take it off right away. But Rav Meir says there's me'ila when it's worn out. Would he say the same thing when it's not worn out? The Gemara says, Loi, Balu Dafka. No, Dafka when it's worn out. When it's worn out, you're not wearing it anyway. You want to use it for personal use, that's prohibited. That's Ivers me'ila. But if it's wearable, if it's wearable, then the halacha is because it's avoidable, uh, but it's wearable because it's unavoidable, we waive the Isa me'ila. Hence, it's still Hashem's. If you try to Magdish it doesn't work. Okay? Now, here's the problem. We're basically saying an interesting svara according to a mayor, and that is that according to a mayor, big de kahuna, there's no mi'ilan big de kahuna. Why? Because big de kahuna, so you say, why, why wouldn't there be mi'ilan big de kahuna? The reason why there's no mi'ilan big de kahuna is because it's something that it's basically very difficult to avoid. Listen, everyone can just avoid taking a cow over the base of Migdash and using it. That's, that's, it's avoidable, you're going to be over the Isser. Big de kahuna, it's, it's, think about it, I mean, you have to wear it anyway. It's basically very difficult to avoid. We're saying right now that if something is very difficult to avoid, we waive the Isser Me'ila. Here's the problem. You know what also is very difficult to avoid? The walls of Yerushalayim. The walls of Yerushalayim was built with leftover chatzi shekel. That's what they would use to build the walls of Yerushalayim, the walls of the old city. Now, is it very hard to avoid um, uh, using the walls? Yeah, you sit by the shade, you walk past them, you lean on them, it's very, very hard to avoid. According to our mayor Svara, there should be no me'ila on the walls of Yerushalayim, there should be no me'ila on the coins set aside for the walls of Yerushalayim, because it's very hard to avoid. If you're telling me that we wave me'ila by big day kahuna because it's just too hard, and have Rahmanis on us, so then we should also wave the Me'ila on the walls of Yushalayim, on the coins set aside for the walls of Yushalayim, because they have the extension of the same halachas. The problem is, our mayor says there is Me'ila on those. So the Gemara is going to basically answer every single time we say Rav Meir says, we have to change the gears to Rav Yehuda says. Every single time. That's basically the flow to the rest of this Ahmed. Let's see it inside. Tashima, Mo'yelin b'chadetin ve'en mo'yelin b'atikin. The Mishnah says, we know that there was chatzi shekel. Chatzi shekel, the new chatzi shekel, that was this year's chatzi shekel, was used for the communal karbonos. If, let's say, you forgot to give this year's, so you realize you're a year behind, they had a special kupa, they would have special boxes for last year's. What would they do with last year's? They would use it for upkeep the walls of Yushalayim. So says the Mishnah, there's me'ila, on new ones, because the new coins are set aside for carbonos, so that they have the status of carbonos. If you use them, there is me'ila. But there is no me'ila on the old walls, because on the old coins, because the old coins have the status of the, are set aside for the walls of Yishalayim, and the Tanakama feels there is no me'ila on the walls of Yishalayim, which makes a lot of sense. It comes Rav Meir, Rav Meir Oimer, Moilin Afba'atikin. Rav Meir says, no, there's me'ila on the old coins as well. Now here's the problem. If the old coins are used for building the walls of Yishalayim, 
Rav Meir, in essence, is saying is there's me'ila on misappropriating use of the walls of Yishalayim. That shouldn't be. The same way we wave me'ila on Big Dei Kahuna because it's very difficult, I think it's even more difficult to not use the walls of Yishalayim for shade, for leaning against when it's raining. I think it's even more difficult. So if we wave, if Rav Meir's sheet is that we're waving me'ila by Big Dei Kahuna, we should wave me'ila by the walls of Yishalayim. But that's not what he says. And the Gemara says, Shahir Rav Meir Oimer, Rav Meir said, there is me'ila on the leftover coins, even though they were not used for communal karbanos. But wait a minute, why? Nema, we should say the same argument. We should say that because we should say that it, the Torah was not given to angels. The towers and the walls of Yishalayim, they were used from those coins. So if you're telling me those coins are used for the walls, so why is the meal on those coins? So the problem is, if Rameir Shita is that we wave Meila, according to the Rav's interpretation of Rameir, is that there is Meila B'Shoigig, but it's Dafka waved by Big Dekuno, so then it should be waved by here as well. So the Gemara says, Change the gears. It's not Rameir. Every time it says Rameir, change it to Rav Yehuda. That's why it says originally Div Rav Yehuda that that was taken out in the brackets, like, uh, I don't know, 10 lines from the top, because if you go to the end of the Gemara, it's definitely not Div Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda is the later one. You have to change the girsa. Originally it was Rav Yehuda, but then if you go with the terrace of the Gemara, it's not Rav Meir, it's Rav Yehuda. So you have to change the girsa. Every time Rav Meir says this, it's Rav Yehuda who says it. Okay. Tashma, another one. Titania, Am Rav Yishmael, Ber Rav Yitzchak, Avnei Yerushalayim, Shinishu, Ma'ilahem, Div Rav Meir. Same problem. Rav Meir says over here that if you have a stone that dislodges from the walls of Yerushalayim and you use it for personal use, it's Me'ila. Because it was bought with communal, with holy, uh, holy coins. But wait a minute. Same problem. We should wave Me'ila on the walls of Yerushalayim because it's very difficult to avoid. So the Gemara says, same answer. Lo'itemer Rav Meir, Ele'emer Rav Yehuda. Change the girsa. Meaning... When this Brisa says that the walls of Yushalayim have Kedusha, and if you use them, you're over Me'ila, it's not Rav Meir, because Rav Meir would say we waive that, because it's too difficult. It's Rav Yehuda. Here's the problem. Rav Yehuda's shita is that we do not, there is no Kedusha to the walls of Yushalayim. Rav Yehuda's shita in general is that there is no Kedusha to the walls of Yushalayim. So the problem is, you're telling me this is Rav Yehuda, but Rav Yehuda doesn't hold this way. So the Gemara says, I Rav Yehuda, Yerushalayim Mimikacha. Rav Yehuda's shita in the Dorim is that the walls of Yerushalayim do not have Kedusha. So if it's Rav Yehuda, how could you say that there's Me'ila by misusing the walls? Rav Yehuda's shita is that the walls don't have Kedusha. The Tanan, how, how do we know this? We know there's a concept in the Dorim where you take a permissible item, like a loaf of bread, and you say, Zek Hazeh, right? Like Zek Karbon. If you say, it's called Nitvas, which is that if you say this should be like a Karbon, then it has the the it has the iser like a carbon is also. So the question is basically if I say like the walls of Yushalayim, Rav Yehuda says it's not it doesn't work because Yushalayim is not also. So the Gemara says Ki'imra, just so I can translate all the words properly. The Gemara says like this: If I take a loaf of bread and I say Ki'imra, it should be like a lamb. I mean a carbon. Kedirim like the enclosures. Like the walls of Yerushalayim. Ke'etzim, like the logs. That's the logs in the Mizbech. Ke'ishim, like the fires. Ke'echa, like the Heicha. Ke'mizbech, like the Mizbech. Ke'yerushalayim, like Yerushalayim. All of those are good Nadarim because Yerushalayim has Kedusha to it. The walls of Yerushalayim have Kedusha. Rav Yudah disagrees. He says, Kala'oymer Yerushalayim, lo'yamar klum. Rav Yudah says, Yerushalayim does not have, the walls of Yerushalayim don't have Kedusha. So now, okay. 
that's why he says, if you say Yerushalayim, it's not effective nether. Now, the Gemara, before we address Rav Yehuda's answer, before we, we acknowledge that Rav Yehuda believes the walls of Yerushalayim don't have Kedusha, the Gemara says, maybe it's a problem because you didn't say Ki Yerushalayim, you said Yerushalayim. The problem is that's not true. The Gemara says, And don't tell me it's because I said Yerushalayim and not Ki Yerushalayim. But Tanya, the Bryce says, Rav Yehuda, If you say that this item should be like the walls of Yerushalayim, it's not effective because he feels the walls of Yerushalayim do not have Kedusha. The only time it's an effective nether is if you say it has the status of something that's brought as a carbon in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim doesn't. So here's the problem. We're saying right now, go to the next page. We're saying that right now that Rev Mayer holds that we wave Me'ila on something that's very difficult to avoid. So we should wave Me'ila on the walls of Yerushalayim, but he said that, that, that the walls of Yerushalayim have Me'ila. So we say, okay, it's not Rav Meir, it's Rav Yehuda. But that's not Rav Yehuda Shita. So you know what the answer is? There are two students that are arguing what Rav Yehuda holds. Meaning, we're keeping it that it's Rav Yehuda. I, Rav Yehuda, doesn't hold that way. It's a machleg, it's what Rav Yehuda holds. This Brisa version of Rav Yehuda with the Girsa change holds that Rav Yehuda feels the walls of Shalim have Kedusha. That Mishnah in the Darim, which says that it doesn't, was a different student, two students who argue on what Rav Yehuda holds. But we're changing the Girsa to Rav Yehuda. Okay, fine. Um, just to review, forget about what we did today. Let's go yesterday. Okay? Rav Yechanan's Mahalich is that Hegdish, if you use, if you do Hegdish B'Shoigig, uh, it, um, it, it, it does not work, meaning there's no me'ila, so it's not a good kedushin. Amazing, it is a good kedushin. Meiser Shani, Rav Yehuda holds, Rav Meir holds, does not work at all because it's Hashem's. Rav Yehuda disagrees. So says the Gemesh, says the Gemar, Amr Ula Mishmeder Bar Ula says the name of Bar Pedah, Rav Meir. Rav Meir used to say, Hegdish b'meizid mischalel, b'shoig again mischalel. This is mamish the Rav Meir Shita, the way Rav Yochanan had it, the Mishnah, our Mishnah's version, which is that with Hegdish, Okay, so the, 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 I don't want to speak this out. Let's go with yesterday's Mahalach. Rav Meir Shita is, there is no Me'ila B'Shoigig. So that would mean, right, because cause if you use a B'Shoigig, it's a Mekach right? So let's say, I Mekadosh and Isha B'Shoigig, with money, of Hegdish money. So we said, the second she finds out, it's a Mekach which means you never were Mekadosh, which means the transaction never took place, so it was a moot point, the whole thing never started. So that would mean, if you'd ask me, stop right there, there's no Isser, I didn't do an Isser, and I don't have to bring a carbon. Which I, that's what I even said yesterday. Says the Gemara, not so posh The Gemara says, Hegdish b'meizim mischal b'shoigig mischal. Rav Meir Shita is that if you use Hegdish b'shoigig, it does not cause the items to become profane, meaning they're still holy, they're still Hashem's. But you still have to bring a carbon. That's very strange. Meaning, you're still over me'ila, that you have to bring a carbon, but the items are still holy. That's very strange, because if items are still holy, I didn't accomplish anything. I didn't actually do anything wrong. If I didn't do anything wrong, why am I bringing a carbon? And don't say it's because you tried, because when it comes to Averis, we don't go with effort, right? If you try to eat Chazer, but you don't end up eating Chazer, you're not going to bring a carbon. So the Gemara has this kasha. If the items are still holy, according to Rav Meir, because it's a Mekach Tois, which means that the items are not profaned, which means, what, why am I bringing a carbon? I didn't do anything wrong at the end of the day. Maybe I tried, but at the end of the day, due to technicality, I didn't do anything wrong. Why am I bringing a carbon? So the Gemara says, you're right. Okay. He clarified what Parpada meant. 
Generally, you do not have to bring a carbon if you do something b'shoigig, according to a mayor, because you didn't accomplish anything. I, the pasuk implies that there is me'ila b'shoigig. If you ate it. Meaning, if you take money, that's hegdish, b'shoigig, and you try to buy something, Rav Meir feels it's a mekach you didn't accomplish anything. You do not have to bring a carbon. But let's say I ate something. I ate hegdish b'shoigig. There's an apple. I eat it b'shoigi. That you have, will have to bring a karma. Why? Because I'll tell you why. It makes a lot of sense. When you take the coins, right, and I use the b'shoigi, it turns out nothing happened. The coins are still here. I did not take them out of the domain of Hegdish because they're still here and they're still holy. When you take an apple of Hegdish and you eat it, it's gone. It's no longer in the rishus of Hegdish because you ate it. Therefore, even though you... Yeah, therefore you have to bring a carbon. Meaning, the only time Rameir acknowledges you have to bring a carbon meila by Bishagig is if you eat it. Because what, by, when, you, when you have money, the item is still here. The meila means taking something out of Hegdish's domain to my domain. So when the item is still here, if itak is profaned, then you did that. But if it's a mekach tais, that means that the money is still Hashem's, the money is still here, it's still holy. But if you take an apple and you eat it, it's gone now. Due to your actions, the apple is no longer in Hegdish's domain. It's gone. So therefore you have to bring a carbamila. That's the only time a mayor acknowledges you have to bring carbamila is if Bishoigi you ate something. Okay, fine. Now, Rameir's shita was that Bishoigi, let's just analyze this. Meiser, Rameir holds, Shoigi Gurmeza doesn't work because Meiser he looks at his Hashem's. It's not yours to be a kind of Anisha. Says the Gemara, That's the halacha. We pass him like Rameir b'Meiser. Why? Because we have a Mishnah like him. We have a Mishnah like him. So because we have a Mishnah like Rameir, as we'll see in a moment, therefore we pass him like Rameir, that Meiser Sheni is, is holy, and therefore B'Shoigig or B'Meiser, it doesn't work. Okay? The halacha k'Rav Yehuda b'Hegdish, but by Hegdish is the opposite. We pass him like Rav Yehuda, that B'Meiser, it doesn't work, B'Shoigig, it works. Because we have a Mishnah. Again, Rameir Shita Behegdish is that Bashoigig, there is no Me'ila, only Bemezid. Rav Yehuda is the opposite. Dafka Bashoigig, there's Me'ila, not Bemezid, and we have a Mishnah that follows him as well. So we have to quote a Mishnah that follows Rav Meir by Maisasheni, that Maisasheni belongs to Hashem, and we have to bring a Mishnah that follows Rav Yehuda, that by Hegdish there's only Me'ila Bashoigig. Okay, let's see it inside. Krav Meir, Maisir, Maihi, what's the Mishnah that quotes that follows Rav Meir? The Stam Mishnah that follows Rav Meir. Um, that follows our mayor, that Meiser belongs to Hashem. Ditnan, the Mishnah is saying as follows. Okay, there are two items that you have to eat in Yerushalayim. There's Meiser Sheni, and there's called Kerem Revai. Right? The first three years of a fruit, it's Arla, you can't eat it. The fourth year, you eat in Yerushalayim. So there's going to be very sim- there are a lot of similarities between the Meiser Sheni, which is eaten in Yerushalayim, and Kerem Revai, which is eaten in Yerushalayim. The halach is like this. When I re- redeem Meiser Sheni, let's say I can't make it all the way to Yerushalayim, so I redeem it. So it's the value of an apple is $10. I transfer the holiness onto cash. If I'm doing it myself, I have to add a 20% surcharge as a penalty for not bringing the fruit myself to Yerushalayim. I have to redeem it for $12. The question is, does that apply to Kerem Revai as well? Right? The fourth year apple, I can't get to Yerushalayim. So I want to transfer the money, the holiness onto money and then spend the money in Yerushalayim. So the question is, the question is, if uh, the question is, do I have to add a twenty percent surcharge? By Meiser, yes. The question is, is Kerem Revai the same or not? It's a machlekes beishama beishilo. Let's see it inside. The Tanan, the Mishnah says a Mishnah in Peya. The Mishnah says Kerem Revai, fourth year fruit beishama ein loy chaymish. Beishama says fourth year fruit are different than Meiser. 
There is no 20% surcharge. Ain't like beer. There's no time of disposal, right? Meiser, right? The, there's a, you know, Vida Meiser, which is every third and sixth year, you have to officially dispose, right? There's a point where you, you, got, you can't be too far behind. Camera is not like that. Technically, if you have a fourth year fruit, three years later, you could bring it into Yushalayim. That's Beishamay. Beishamay looks at Camera and Meiser separate. Beishil disagrees. Uh, Basil says, I, I disagree. I think Kerem Ravai is identical to Meiser. Okay. Another question. Does Kerem Ravai have Peret and Oilulis? Peret and Oilulis is set aside for poor people. Right? That you have to leave over uh, underripe grapes. It's sort of like, you know, like Peya, like standing grain or Shecha and Leket. You have to leave certain things for the poor people. So, so uh, grapes have their own. It's called parrot and oilless. So the question is, parrot is the grapes that fall off the clusters, and oilless are the underdeveloped, uh, underdeveloped grapes. So the question is, does parrot and oilless apply to kerem revai? So beishamay armim yeshle parrot yeshle oilless beishilom kule lagas beishil says I don't agree. You can keep all of it. Now let me ask you a question: What's this machlekes about? The first shaila of whether there's a twenty percent surcharge is whether kerem revai is comparable to meiser or not. Okay. Same Shiloh over here. Beishamai feels they're separate. Beishil feels they're the same. Okay. Why is it that Beishamai feels that Kerem Ravai has Perid and Oilus? Perid and Oilus only apply to your things. If it's God's, you don't have to give God's stuff to poor people. Beishil Shita is that Kerem Ravai is learned out from Meiser. The same way Meiser is Lahashem. It's God's, and you have permission to eat it. So to Kamravai is God's, and you have permission to eat it. If it's God's, you don't have to give it to poor people. You don't have to separate Miser from Tzedakah. Like, that doesn't work. So, based Hillel Shita, that Kulay Lagas, that there's no, there's no Perid and Oilus, there's no Indian to give Matnas Anim. You don't have to give any aspect, any percentage to the poor people. Why? Because it's not yours. It's not Karmacha. It's Karam Hashem. Where do they learn that out from Meiser? Which means that by Meiser, Beis Hillel Shita is, it belongs to Hashem. This is a proof to Rav Meir. Rav Meir Shita is that Meiser belongs to Hashem, and therefore if you Mekadosh and Isha, Beis it does not work. This Mishnah follows Rav Meir. Because this Mishnah says that according to Beis Hillel, there is no parrot and oil list by Meiser by Kerem Revai. Because Kerem Revai is learned that from Meiser, and there's no parrot and oil list by Meiser. Why? Because it's Hashem's and it's not yours. So you see that Beis Hillel Shita is that Maisa belongs to Hashem and it doesn't belong to you. That's the proof. It's a chashman. The Gemara says, My time of the Beis Hillel. What's Beis Hillel Shita? Gomri Kodesh Kodesh Me Maisa. They have a Gzair Shava comparing with the word Kodesh Kodesh, comparing Karim Ravai to Maisa. Ma Maisa Yeshle Chaimish Yeshle Beer. Af Karim Ravai Yeshle Chaimish Yeshle Beer. Beis Hillel Gomri Kodesh Kodesh Me Maisa. That's the Machlaikis. Beis Hillel compares. Kerem Ravaita Meiser. So what's the next step? Now, Basil Shita then is that there is no paradin oil list by Kerem Ravai because there is no paradin oil list by Meiser. Why? Because it belongs to God. And the Gemara speaks it out. Kiman Srile, who is that like? Ikrav Me, Ikrav Yehuda, Filukule Gas. It can't be Rabbi Yehuda because Rabbi Yehuda she says that Meiser belongs to you. If it belongs to you, why are you not giving it to poor people? It must be this is a proof to Rav Meir that Meiser belongs to Hashem. Because it belongs to Hashem, you're not chayiv to give it to Anim. If you're not chayiv to give it to Anim, then you're not chayiv to give it to Anim, Kerem Ravai either. Hence, Beis Hillel follows Rav Meir. That's why we pass it like Rav Meir because Stamlan Tanakavase, because this Mishnah follows Rav Meir. Fine. Let's go weiter. Now, Hegdish, we follow Rav Yehuda. Why do we follow Rav Yehuda? Because we have a mission that follows Rav Yehuda. Again, Rav Yehuda's sheet is that by Hegdish, there is Me'ila B'shoigig, not B'mezid. 
Who is that like? There's a Mishnah that says, Mamish like him. The Mishnah says in Me'ilah, Shilach biyad pikeach. Here's the case. I have Hegdish money. I accidentally give Laufer the Hegdish money and I say, do me a favor, take this to the store, let him, uh, I, he wants to borrow it, it's fine. Now, I don't know that it's Hegdish, you don't know that it's Hegdish. You're walking, you're walking to Wasimans, you're walking to Wasimans. On your way there, I realize it's Hegdish, you realize it's Hegdish. You still give it to the Wasimans, they use it. So I'm mazed. You're mazed, he's shogig. He's the only one who doesn't know. Who's over the iser? Him. That's the Mishnah says. Why? Not me, not you. Because there's no me'ila. Again, I, I, not the, we're both over averis. But who brings a carbon? He does. Because there's no me'ila b'mezid, there's only me'ila b'shogig. That's clearly like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay. That's a Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda, that there's only me'ila b'shogig, not b'mezid. In this case, you have three people. The mishaleach, the shliach and the chenveni. The only one who's shaygig is the chenveni. And it says, who's ma'al? Chenveni. Because the only, there's only me'ilah, b'shaygig, not b'mezid. So that's a pretty clear proof like Rav Yehuda. Okay? Now, here's the, here's the point. How do we pass in, in Meiser? We pass in like Rav Meir. That Meiser belongs to Hashem. Why? Because we had this very long Mishnah that we proved that Beis Hillel follows Rav Meir. Okay. We have Mishnayis that imply that Meiser belongs to you. Right? We had this long proof that we have a Mishnah, that Beis Hillel, we proved, follows Rameyer, that Maisa belongs to God. And that's why we pass him like Rameyer. I'll be honest with you. By the way, that Mishnah, just put in the back of your mind, that Mishnah that I quoted is found in three places, that Beis Hillel follows Rameyer. Uh, Peya, Maisa Sheni, and Idias. Remember that, okay? The point is, so because the Mishnah we proved follows Rameyer, we pass him like Rameyer. I, there are Mishnayis that I think implied like Rav Yehuda, that Meiser belongs to you and not God. Rav Yehuda, Meiser, Milo, Tanan. I can find Mishnayis that imply like Rav Yehuda. How so? But Tanan, the Mishnah says, this is a Mishnah Meiser Sheni. Sheni Shaloi, right? If you redeem your own Meiser Sheni, right? You want to transfer the holiness onto cash. Meiser Falev Chamishasa, right? To add a uh, 20% surcharge. Bein Mishaloi, whether the Meiser Sheni is yours. Whether you grew that Meister Shani or whether you received it as a gift. Okay. Let me ask you a question. What that means is, you want to transfer the holiness of your Meister Shani onto cash, you have to add 20%. How'd you get that? Either you're a farmer or I gave it to you as a gift. How, how do I give you Meister Shani as a gift? If Meister Shani belongs to Hashem, I, I can't give it to you as a gift. Only an owner can gift an item. Right? If it's Hashem's that he is allowing me to eat, I cannot gift it to you. So how are you being gifted this fruit? So it must be, this Mishnah follows of Yehuda, that Meiser belongs to you. Because it belongs to you, you can do with it whatever you choose. So the Gemara has to be set up money. Who offered this Mishnah that you could actually gift Meiser Shani fruits? Which means, again, I have fruits. I separate 10% as Meiser Shani. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Yishalayim. Adam, there's your gift. The halacha is, it works. That's what the Mishnah says. Matana. How do I do that? If it's Hashem's that he allows me to eat. I'm not the balabas to gift it to someone else. Hashem's the balabas. So the Gemara says money. If this follows Rameyer, I'm sorry, if this follows Rameyer that, that Meiser belongs to God, how do, you, how, do you give, how do you give that as a gift? It belongs to Hashem. This mission follows Rav Yehuda. So why are you saying that we follow Rav Meir because I have a mission that follows Rav Meir? I have a mission that follows Rav Yehuda. So the Gemara says no. Really it's Rav Meir. So how do I ever gift it? It's very simple. Um, it just says you got the fruit as a gift. 
I can give you fruit in different stages, right? Once I separate 10% as my Shani, Rameir feels I can't gift it because it's now God's. What if I gave you the fruit before I separated Meiser? I had 100 fruit. I didn't separate anything yet, and I gift it to you then. Everyone would be okay with that because it's not yet separated. It's not yet God's. That's the case. All it says is that you got the fruit. How'd you get it? You either a farm or you planted it yourself, or you got it as a gift. It never said you got it as a gift after it was already hofrish from Meiser. You got it a gift when it was still Tevo. When it's still Tevo, it's not Hashem's yet. It's only Hashem's when you separate Meiser. That's it. Very simple. You can follow it back. The Gemara says, In the case is You gave the Meiser before it was separated, before it was Hufrash. And the town of that Mishnah holds, It's not yet Meiser. It's only Meiser when it's separated. Once it's separated, a mayor feels it belongs to Hashem. But the case is, it was not yet separated. It was still Tevo. Then, of course, you could gift it. The Gemara has the exact same back and forth um, about, again, Gifting, uh, how do you gift? Instead of Meiser, it's Kerem Ravai. But again, Kerem Ravai is, is compared to Meiser. The Mishnah implies you could gift it, which sounds like Rav Yehud. And the answer is no, you gifted it before it was already Mechuyiv and Kerem Ravai. Same thing. The Gemara says, Tashma, another proof. Again, you're redeeming your Netar Ravai. You don't want to take the fourth year fruit to your Shalim, so you're redeeming it. Again, this follows Basila that we compare Netar Ravai to Meiser, and therefore you have to add a 20% surcharge. Whether you got the fourth year fruit because you planted it yourself, whether you received it as a gift. Oh, money. Karen Ravai is learned out from Meiser, which means if you can get Karen Ravai as a gift, it means you can get Meiser as a gift. How do you get Meiser as a gift? I thought it belongs to God. It must be a follows of Yehuda. And the answer is the same thing. The Gemara says, Mani, Ilem Rameir, Matsi Avle, Hagamri Kaidish Kaidish Meiser, El Rav Yehuda. It must be it's Rav Yehuda. Therefore, it belongs to you. Meiser belongs to you, and therefore, Karen Ravai belongs to you. And that's why you could gift it. The Gemara says, Lo Ilem Rameir, really, it's Rameir. The cases where you gave the, the fruit before it was considered a fourth year fruit. How so? You gave it when it was considered budding. It was not yet grown. It's only considered a three, the first three years that it's us and the fourth year that it's eaten Shalim when it's already budded, when it's already a, a grape that's budded. If you give it before it's ripened, it's called samdar. Samdar means the bud, before it, it, it even uh, budded at all. The halach is it's not considered a fruit. So it's not, doesn't have the restrictions of Arlen. It doesn't have the restrictions of, of Karim Ravai. That's why you can gift it. Meaning once it's already the fourth year fruit, it's already budded in the fourth year, or budded, yeah, it's, it's budded in the fourth year, then it's considered Karim Ravai. And it belongs to God. Why? So how do I gift it? The answer is I gifted it before it was considered a fruit yet. I gifted it when it was still like a branch. Whatever. Yeah. The Gemara says, And this does not follow Rav Yossi, who feels that, that a produce in the budding stage is considered a fruit. We follow it's not a fruit. Okay, one last proof. The last proof is, again, we're saying that we follow Rav Meir because we have a Mishnah that follows Rav Meir. I have a Mishnah that follows Rav Yehuda. How so? The Mishnah t- says as follows. Tashima. The Mishnah is uh, referring to a person who is buying Maiser Shani. Okay, or not not buying necessarily, but um, I'll pay for it and I'll transfer the holiness for you. Okay, so basically like this: if it's yours and you transfer the holiness onto cash, you have to add twenty percent. If I'm doing it for you, I don't have to add twenty percent, right? If I'm conate from you, and then I don't have to add twenty percent. Question is, what if I did mashicha from you for your fruit, and then before I actually gave cash, it went up in value? So the Mishnah says like this, Again, I'm purchasing Maiser Shani from you. 
And by the way, I, I, I guess you could still purchase Maish Hashani even if it belongs to Hashem because you could purchase Hegdish. You could transfer redeeming. Uh, we don't have a problem with redeeming. So I'm redeeming your Maish Hashani. So I want, I, I want it to become mine, and then I'll transfer the cash without a 20% surcharge. So I take it from you. I, t- I go to your house. It's very simple. I go to your house, and I say, listen, I'll take care of it for you. You're like, okay, it's in the kitchen. I go into the kitchen. I take your apples. I walk home, take the money, do the whole kidney. Problem is, from the time I took the apples in your house till I did the cash, it doubled in price. So the question is, when did it become mine in value? When I was kind of with Mashiach, it's mine, and therefore I can go with the lower price? Or is it only mine when I gave the money? What does the Mishnah say? The halacha is, you only have to give the, when you did Mashiach, it's yours. Here's the problem. Meshicha only works on personal property. It does not work on Hegdish. Holy stuff, you need to transfer it with money. So here's the problem. You're telling me, again, Rav Meir Shita is that Maishasheni belongs to God. If Maishasheni belongs to God, then Meshicha is not Kaina. Meshicha is only Kaina on personal property. If it belongs to Hashem, and I'm redeeming it the same way I'm redeeming Hegdish, cash is king. So over here we're saying that Meshicha is Kaina, and therefore I can go with the lower price. That obviously holds that Maishr Shani is personal property, which is Rav Yehuda. So the Gemara says, money, according to Rav Meir, it belongs to Hashem, which means Venosan Akesef, you need cash. Mashiach is only kaina on Mom and Hedyat. Mashiach is only kaina on personal property. Mashiach is not kaina on Hegdish. So Elulav, it must be the fact that Mashiach works means that Maishr Shani is personal. If it's personal, it follows Rav Yehuda. Oh, so okay, here's the problem. That's an unavoidable proof. We'll end the daf, the daf today. It's as follows. We said we passing like Rav Meir because we have a Mishnah like him. This is a Mishnah like Rav Yehuda. So, Mishnah, Mishnah. Why do you follow Rav Meir over Yehuda? So Gemara says, Loyalim Rav Yehuda, First of all, answer is as follows. We have two Mishnayas like Rav Meir, only one like Rav Yehuda. So two beats one. Or, okay, that's the answer. And here's the problem though. If you're going to go with the fact that, why do you go with the Stam Mishnah? Why, why is that a Stam Mishnah we, we follow? Like, because you're saying, when Rav Yehuda Hanasi compiled or wrote the Mishnayas, whatever he did, or Shir Goyen has different versions, whatever he did, if he made it as a Stam, that's he saying we should follow that way. So you think it matters if there's two Stam Mishnahs or one Stam Mishnah? Like, what does it matter? If the whole point is a Stam Mishnah, it's like, the whole point is that Rav Yehuda is saying, this is how I follow. So if he did that, then like, oh, but there's two? Well, why would two beat one? Like, it just it just sort of doesn't make sense. Like, it, 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 you either can follow Stam Mishnah because that's the Ratzin of Rav Yehuda Nasi, or you can't. You don't start counting up like two beats one. Well, two beats one. It's either Rav Yehuda Nasi Shita or not. So the Gemara says, If Stam Mishnah was on purpose then it doesn't make sense to go two over one. If it's not on purpose, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> so like, what, what's the pshat? So the answer is, The answer is, we follow Rav Meir, not because it's a Stam Mishnah, it's a Stam Mishnah in Idias. Idias was considered the choices of the Mishnayas. So Ataka is Rav Meir against Rav Yehuda, Stam against Stam. But Rav Meir, Stam beats him, because it's a Stam in Idias, which beats out a Stam in Maiseshen. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up uh, tomorrow whatever the time is.